I'd like to begin by paying my respects to the Wondery people, to the traditional custodians of this land where we are meeting upon today for its elders and past and presents and even for the self-agency people as well who have passed away too and who are still here today on the Aboriginal land. AMIDA, Action for More Independence and Disability Accommodation, are putting in a submission to the Parliamentary Inquiry into Homelessness, which closes on March the 16th, 2020. In the lead-up to this, we revisit A Walk in My Shoes. This was a discussion held in 2017 in response to the then-Victorian government's announcements on tackling homelessness and the impact on people with disabilities. At the time of this discussion, the federal government had rejected all calls for a royal commission into institutional abuse of people with disability. As we know, an election took place and the government bowed to pressure from advocates everywhere. This royal commission is now underway and will run for three years until 2022. We await the outcome. Welcome to Raising Our Voices. I'm Jane. Hi to James, Aaron, Ariane and Pauline. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. What is homeless people living on? Homelessness. Okay, so today we're going to be touching on the topic of homelessness. What is homelessness? What are the different definitions? Um, Because a lot of people don't actually know that, um, for example, couch surfing can be actually classified as homeless if you don't have a home base. Mm. And also, how does it affect some people with disabilities? And what are the government doing about it? Why some people become homeless and say... Yeah, so why do they? Why yeah, do why some people do, become homeless? Well, well, because if they've had a domestic violence through their partner and if they haven't got no family to go to, they become homeless. Or mm. if they've got no friends on the outside and if it's only themselves, who have they got to go to? Yes, yeah, um, some people come out of jail and then they're homeless afterwards. Yes, or even if um, people, of their families from over to another state and if they are living in a Victoria... Mm. They can't fly over to another state to stay with their family, so if they love Victoria, they can stay here. But if they if they have to go by their family's rules too, they don't like that some people and they decide to leave the family and live on their own so they don't have anywhere to go and they have to be homeless. And James, what do you think? What are some of the reasons people might become homeless? Uh, people begging for money. Money, yeah. So if you haven't got enough money, how can you afford rent? A street bag. Yeah, that's often what people end up doing. And and I think if you haven't got a home and you don't have an address, it makes getting even Centrelink unemployment benefits. Yeah, you yeah. can't Difficult. get you can't get Centrelink or any sort of unemployment benefit unless you have a fixed address. For example, um. Does anyone remember the homeless group that was sitting at the side of Flinders Street? That was with my um, brothers and sisters and some of my relations, yes, definitely. And I am really glad, like, that they fight it on what they want it because we own our land. And even the police tried to push them away because they had not done anything. They haven't. Yeah, and I was was talking to them uh, briefly one day. 
the guys out the front of Flinders Street, and one of them was saying he was the only one that used to come who had a fixed address. So he was saying, oh, I, um, I have, um, just got my Centrelink benefits and I'm sharing them around with my friends. So he was actually giving some of the fellas and um, women that didn't have a fixed address some money so they could get food or mm. um, drinks or yeah. cigarettes or whatever they needed to get. And it's another thing. There's organisations that are out there like the Servos, the St Vincent's, um, the um, one in St Kilda for people who um, can go for food if they've got no money at all. They can go there for lunch and tea. Do we have some of the contact details for those, just in case people are wondering? Yep, for sure. Yeah. People know of that. And and the other thing too sometimes I think um, is if you don't have enough support in your in your own networks, if, if things go badly wrong and you don't have anyone to call on perhaps, do you think that is an, a reason for homelessness? Mm. Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah, now, Jane, you have some personal stories about when you were looking for accommodation and you could uh, possibly become homeless. Do you yeah, want to tell us a bit about that? I will, actually, because um, after I left my partner, which I was with him for 23 years, um, which I never got on well much with my family and that, and if I never had my friends around me in Ross House and Open Place and the Aboriginals and all this, if I never had them, I would have been a homeless person and I would have been more worried about my stuff probably than the homeless because of my institutional days. Mm. Mm. And I think that sort of is a good little connection to another issue, Jane, which is that for people who are living in institutions or have lived in institutions, they've got a higher rate of homelessness because of that lack of supports, yes. lack of family, lack of experience living in the community. And we've just found out this month, unfortunately, the federal government has said no to a royal commission on mm. what um, abuse and violence happened to people with disabilities in institutions. Now, that was called what? for, that royal commission was called for by the Senate. They did an inquiry. Yeah. Uh, long all-year inquiry, and I know, Jane, you told your story and lots of people with disabilities did. At the end of that, the Senate said, well, we think there's enough here for a Royal Commission and that's our recommendation to the government. And the government's just come out this month saying, no, we're not going to do it. What? They are bloody mongrels to me. (laughs) Well, they certainly haven't listened to their experts who spent a whole year finding out what needed to be done. What was the reasoning for that? Did they cite any actual reasons? I'd love that bit to be in there. They are bloody mongrels. Well, (laughs) basically, yeah, the the reason that they gave... I don't think we can put the bloody bit in. Just back onto the topic, though. Um, No, well, what the government said was um, they said, well, there's the NDIS coming in. And that that's going to apparently solve all the problems. Oh, bull. And, uh, and, and I know that makes you angry, James. Ouch. And, and a lot of people are angry um, because, because we know that the NDIS is a great, you know, it's a package of support people can get, but mm. that's not necessarily going to solve all the problems of abuse. And, and they are also, as part of the NDIS, they're going to have this thing called safeguarding framework. Now, safeguarding framework, we don't even really know what that means yet. 
But we've had safeguarding frameworks for years and abuse has still happened. Mm. So And people, like, it's not just physical or mental. It can be financial. It mm. can be a whole different... It can be all different types of abuse and if you don't have the supports or you don't know who to call or you can't bring yourself to actually say anything, then how are you going to get out of these situations? Mm. That's why these royal commissions actually need to happen so that people feel empowered to That's say true. something. Yeah. Can I quickly say something? What about if the government lived in these bloody institutions and if they were sexually abused, physical abused, traumatised, um, how would they feel like feel it if what we put up with? And what about if we did a swap over and have the government living in these institutions and having us children of the Aboriginals and the people who are not Aboriginals to run the institution and treat the staff exactly the same way as we'll treat it? I bet you they bloody won't like it. I think you hit the nail on the head there, Jane. Now, I think I think one of the things That's too is so so when they okay in Victoria they have closed some institutions mm. where a lot of people have wound up is in rooming houses. Yeah, mm. and a rooming house um, is a large you know sort of dwelling where you know a lot of people live thirty plus. Um, and, you know, it might be shared bathrooms. You might have your own room. Mm. But, I mean, I've got um, a friend who you also know yeah. who um, spoke at the Senate inquiry. He'd had a history of abuse in institutions. But when he came out and he moved into a rooming house, he got abused all over again. Oh. And a lot of the abuse was actually coming from other people that lived there mm. and he couldn't get away from them. So people stood over him, took his money and... There wasn't anywhere else he could go except out on the streets. And, and he actually did that because he was safer. Yeah. He felt safer when he went out on the streets than when he was in the rooming house. Did he say anything? Is there, like, staff in rooming houses that you can actually talk to? No, no. So it's just sort of like a cheap boarding house, really, mm. is what a yeah, rooming because, house is. And uh, Because I, I know what they are, but I wasn't sure whether some, there was some higher body that you could pl- complain to. Oh, yes, there's a, there's a landlord agency, and often they're community housing providers. In his case, it was a community housing mm. provider. He did complain about it, but there wasn't anything very much that could be done. It was one person's word against another, and inter-tenant disputes are really difficult to get mm. resolved. Um, yeah. The Residential Tenancies Act doesn't cover them, and it, it's it seems to me like a recipe for disaster if the only accommodation we can give homeless people is rooming house accommodation yeah. because things like that might happen to them. They might get abused all over again. Yeah, and what about in St Kilda with where those people were living in that pub with the pub that's been sold? Where have those people got to live now? That's the Gatwick. You're talking about the Gatwick Hotel. Yeah. So the Gatwick Hotel is a notorious rooming house um, and the government at this stage is pledging money to try and find alternative accommodation for people probably in rooming houses. But that's the thing, try and find. Like what happens if they supposedly, and if people can't see me, I'm doing quotation figures. If they supposedly can't find it, mm. then what's going to happen? You know, they say, oh, we can't afford it or we can't find it. Still doing quotation fingers. Mm. And um, they really, they can, they just can't be bothered. You know what I mean? 
and it's like people deserve better lives this is australia we're meant to be one of the luckiest countries in the world mm. but then again we have people suffering and people from minorities not just disabled people but aboriginal people mm-hmm. people um 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 you know refugees that are suffering that end up like this because they don't have any support from the government even the people that are meant to be mm. looking out for them funding this and, yeah, they can complain until they're blue in the face. But as you said, the, under the Residential Tenancies Act, um, um, tenant disputes aren't covered, so there clearly needs to be something done about No, and, and the focus at the moment seems to be on more rooming houses. And mm. they're, they're putting a lot of money into renovating and upgrading rooming houses like Osnham House... They're putting $20 million into upgrading uh, rooming houses in Carlton, South Melbourne and Ballarat and Ascot Vale and St Kilda. And, uh, I mean, most people don't want to live in a rooming house. Most people would rather have uh, affordable, accessible, mm. local to their community, independent accommodation, whether it's a unit or a house or whatever they need, depending on whether they have a family or they're on their own. And and what about the um, people from the... Um Detention centres, what about the um, Indigenous and the people who are not Indigenous? And what about these detention centres? They've been sexually abused there as well and been treated like a bunch of sheep and that and just been treated from one paddock to another paddock and not been treated as an adult. And they've even, the police have even put... They're not being they've, treated like human beings. Yeah, well, even been putting bags over their heads and putting them in a chair with a rope around and tied around them, that's not right. No. What What do you guys think? I, I think it's just wrong to to put a paper bag over someone's head. I just think it's just not, not right. What about if we did that to the government, put a pa- paper bag over their head and put and tied them to the rope around the chair and glue and sticky tape them and slap them with the stick? How would they like it? I bet you they wouldn't like it. So they could go in the Aboriginal shoes and people who are not Aboriginal. I don't think they would like it at all. I'll tell you... <laughs> Sorry. Just, Jane, I think, you know, some of what you're saying is really important because I think that people don't know until they walk in your shoes. That's right. And mm. I know once a year they have let sleep out and experience homelessness, but it's only once. Mm. And perhaps That's more government really politicians should really I mean, see what it's like. I know saying you can have sleeping bags and you can have pillows and da da but a lot of people who are homeless don't even have that. They maybe mm. have a bit of cardboard and that's it. Well, maybe when they do it this year, another group should come down and say, the move-on laws say you can't be here and make them all get up in the middle of the night and find somewhere else. <laughs> or oh, I thought of a good idea. You know Parliament House up in in Canberra? What about, you know, for that day for the homeless, if we, if the Indigenous and the people worked at Parliament House, done the government's job just on that day and have the government sleeping on that day on the streets and having only one cent to look after themselves. (laughs) 
<laughs> amazing, Joan, amazing. Yes. $5. So I, I, I've also got some more um, press releases here because the government in Victoria made a few announcements in the last month about what they want to do about homelessness. They have actually decided to do something about it. Oh, a lot of God. what yes, a lot of what they're doing is around improving rooming houses. Mm. Um, but they've also got this plan to um, give what they call rough sleepers, and they mean by that people sleeping out, yeah. not under shelter, um, accommodation in these transportable housing units. So they're sort of like kit home things, modular yeah. units that they're going to build or place onto land that belongs to another government department, and I think it's Vic Roads. The idea being that these homes could be there until Vic Roads needs the land, and then, I don't know what happens, they lose their houses, I mm. guess, because Vic Roads needs the land. That's right. But yeah, it's but a it's way of them making a temporary, temporary yes, solution. It is. We need more... I. I applaud them for doing that, but we need more concrete solutions. Mm. This can't just... We keep on going about housing prices and this and that and the other thing. Like, and we've got, you know, we've got low-budget disability housing for a lot of people, but... Um, with disabilities, but no, actually, lo not a lot of bud budget housing for people without disabilities. And right now we're going to go to a sponsorship break. Um, enjoy. Enjoy. And what about a song? Yeah, um, let's let's hear from the Choir of Hard Knocks. Please yeah. enjoy the music. been outside my room in days Cause I don't feel that I deserve sometimes like Darkness helped until the whiskey wore away But it was then I realised my conscience will never fade When you're young you have this image of your that you be scrupulous and one day even make a wife Then you make boundaries you'd never dream to cross And if you happen to, you'd wake completely lost But I will fight for you Be sure that I will fight until we're the special two Once again The special two. If we could only see each other, we'll breathe together. These arms will not be taught to need another's, as we're the special two. I step outside my mind's eyes for a minute. Yeah, I look over me like a doctor looking for disease, for something that could ease the pain. Nothing cures it hurt you You bring on by yourself Just remembering, just remembering How we were Cause we will 
what a show of strength we've got here today. Local issues. So I'm here at the school, kids strike for climate action. Live coverage. Join the, the spirit of this gathering here today at IMARC. Your voices. So give us a bit of a lowdown about what's happening. There's about 200, 250 people here at the moment. Community struggles. We're now in front of the uh, Tundaminuaya Mōbohina Monument. I'd like to thank Community Radio 3CR, who for the last decade has been broadcasting here. Feed Radical Radio, your membership is vital. A few hundred people about to pass us right now. Lots of young people standing up for their future. Subscribe today. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377. For an easy way to keep up with your annual 3CR subscription, you can now set up an annual debit from your bank account or credit card, and once a year your payment will be automatically deducted. You can cancel at any time and you'll get a reminder each year before payment. Be a constant supporter of Melbourne's precious independent community radio station and set up a recurring payment today. Just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe uh, welcome back to 3CR on raising our voices and in the studio today we have Pauline hello myself and Ariane and Jane, Jane today hi Thank you, James. Um, Hi, everyone. I just um, wanted to give you... Today we've been discussing homelessness, <laughs> that have just joined in. Thank you, Ariane. We Thank have. <laughs> and in the break, while you were listening to that fantastic song, we gathered together some information for you, okay? So there's some great groups doing things on this topic of homelessness. The Homeless Persons Union of Victoria, they provide information, education, voices and stories from people who have experienced homelessness. So they know, Jane, don't they? Mm. Mm -hmm. And they are at Trades Hall, which is 54 Ligon Street. You can write to them. They've got a PO Box 98 at Trades Hall. They've got an email, which is hpuvic, hpuvic, at gmail.com. They've also got what they call the Walk in My Shoes Homelessness Experience Tours. So maybe those politicians should be dragged along on those Walk in My Shoes Tours. I agree with you there. And they can go on a range of activities. Especially Malcolm Turnbull. Yeah, absolutely. Calling you out, Malcolm, calling you out. (laughs) And perhaps when he does the walk in their shoes, he could not have any shoes. That would be good. (laughs) And Mm. so you get a really good taste of what it's like talking to people who are advocates from the community housing um, programs, peer education and support program. And it's right through the Melbourne CBD in a city suburbs with someone who's got a lived experience and knows what it's like. And then there's also another show on 3CR, a fantastic show called Ruminations. And it's um, on Thursdays from 12 midday 
till 1pm and it's radio for and by current and former rooming house residents and homeless people. There are interviews, community events, issues and their focus is on housing and health rights as well as music, art and stories from our unsung community. And finally, the last little bit of information. Make sure you're listening to that, people. Yeah. Really listening to that. Um, and there was one final thing that I wanted to see what the panel thought of. Okay, so the government federally mm-hmm. is not increasing money for homelessness. I mean, are we all shaking our heads in disbelief? That's just, yes. like, That's what? Disgusting. They what need is to raise going it on? Every year. They have actually got the money. Not only are they not raising it, they're not indexing it. And mm. indexing is like, we gave you this much last year, but if we don't top it up a little bit, it actually is less. Mm. They need to cut it. Um, like set money for the budget for that sort of thing yearly and keep raising it each year mm. so that we actually um combat this problem. But the thing is, see, you can't take your money to your grave and you only live once on this planet, so why won't the government spend it? No, they're too busy taking tax, giving tax cuts to businesses. Now, um, just finally, the final thing is that instead of building more public housing properties, they're actually transferring them to the community housing groups. Now, community housing does its bit, and Mm. I've had my issues with it, but one of the things that's not great about community housing is they don't do disability um, accessible um, upgrades. So that, to me, is a problem for people with disabilities. I don't know. When apartments have to have a certain... When you build apartments, they have to have a certain number of of disabled access apartments. So why is it not the same case for rooming houses? And no, it's not. We need some better why regulations. Why is that not the case? I well, don't understand. It's one of those questions that the answer is there is no good reason, I think. Come but, on. Come Malcolm. on, everyone. And the Liberal Party, like, it's clear on the Labor voter, but seriously, come on. He won't bloody listen to you, he won't. He won't listen to any of us. But now it's coming towards the end of the radio show, and I would like to thank everybody who has been listening into our radio show, who has been taking notes down and focusing on what we've been talking about. And... Sorry, Jane. I would just like to take this opportunity to say good hello to my nephew, Josh, who will be listening to this. So cut some of the bloodies out, please. (laughs) Bye. Thank you all. Thanks very much, everybody, who is listening to our 3CR radio on the homeless and these institutions and the Indigenous, definitely. And Raising Our Voices will be back. And on it, the second Wednesday of next month at 6pm. And so deadly! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Able-bodied Australia does not realise that people with disabilities across the board are being discriminated against. Then the government to demand that we go out and get a job without removing the disincentives like the lack of access to transport and community infrastructure, without providing accessible buildings that can provide barrier-free employment. I'm not getting a fair go, and I don't like it, and I'm saying so. You're listening to 3CR, 855 on the AM dial.
Hi everyone, my name's Robbie Thorpe. I'm with 3CR Community Radio. Every year we have a subscription drive. It's a way of supporting our organisation maintain itself through the year and we rely on the support of the, the community. One way to do that is to subscribe and become a member. Become part of this organisation itself. Get in contact with 3CR. You can go to the website 3cr.org.au or you can ring on 9419 3CR ensures that our voices, Aboriginal voices, are heard on this radio station. So it's a good way of supporting Aboriginal people as well by becoming a subscriber for 3CR Community Radio. So I'm here at the School Kids Strike for Climate Action with some of the people who are on strike today. Can you tell us your names and how old you are? Uh, so my name's Ivy and I'm 12 years old. My name is Marta and I'm 8 years old. My name's Layla and I'm 11 years old. Inequality is at a 70 year high. Our jobs are going offshore, our jobs are being casualised. 40% of us are trapped in insecure work. The richest 1% have more than the 70% of us at the bottom. And workers will stand up and fight. You've never seen a fight before until you back the Australian workers into a corner and tell them they've got no rights. Those workers will fight. 3CR, union issues and workers' struggles. Feed Radical Radio. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.